<laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bloomingdale Church Podcast. My name is Max Terman. I'm doing this for the second time in 20 minutes, and with me this week is Esposa de la Pastora, Dan Marcello. Yeah. Better the second time around. Yeah. <laughs> Newlywed game co-champion Scott Reed. Yeah! Yeah! Thanksgiving trivia champion Bill Calvin. Guillermo! Special guest youth co-director Chelsea Reinhall. Everybody's nicknames are getting so long that when I look at the block of text that everyone's names are on on my notes, it's just indecisive. I want a nickname next time I'm on the show. And youth co-director Daniel Wright's Friend Chelsea Ryan. Yeah, that's, that's close. Uh, <laughs> we'll Scott, work on it. You have to pray again. Twice can, in the same day. I know, do but that. doesn't the first one still count? Well. But not for our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't make me record this a third time. <laughs> Go for it. All right. It'll probably be very similar to the first one. I hope that doesn't put any of you off. I hope you remember anything. <laughs> it's Let's okay pray. with me. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and we thank you for this Christmas season, Lord, where um, as we look around us, we just are reminded um, by the decorations, by the music we hear on the radio of the incredible gift that you've given us in Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray that each day of this month and, and even going into the new year, Lord, that we would just hold fast to that gift, Lord, and remember what a what an incredible blessing it is to know Jesus as our Savior and what incredible mercy and grace you displayed in coming to this world to die. Um, Lord, we, uh, we just pray that you would bless this time that we have together now, that we would have a good conversation, um, that we would continue our good conversation from before. <laughs> uh, and Lord, that we and those who hear this would be edified and that you would be glorified through it. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, of course, we always do the podcast twice, but we usually keep the first draft and just publish that. We yeah. don't usually have to record the second one. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Scott. I'm trying to find... Okay, I did find another another batch. Okay. Another batch. This is from quirkybohemianmama.com. <laughs> <laughs> you know, classic. Dot com. I didn't know that what that's can what can go wrong here. I can't believe <laughs> I wish it was you. .net. I wish .com uh, was already taken. It's .com. All right. Um, again, these weren't proofread. In the first round, it was from Mines in Bloom, yeah. and and we were safe. What was the best one? What was the best one from the first round, Dan? I liked the tinsel for hair or yeah. fingernails that glow like lights, but like mostly lights. it was because like I had this really cool mental image of having both, and I was excited about That's it. That's true. The good news is we have... Bill on tape with his reaction. candy cane saying sandwich. he would eat a candy cane that sandwich. That was my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look forward to that. I might splice it in now or I'll put it in later. <laughs> All right. So I, I hope none of these are too similar to what we just did. It's okay um, if they are. The readers, we're just going to roll with it. The From quirkybohemianmama.com, <laughs> Dan, would you rather spend two days cooking a giant Christmas meal or two days cleaning up after the Christmas Ooh. meal? That's very I, similar to a Thanksgiving one we had. Yes. Yeah. I think I'd rather spend two long. days cooking. Fair Agreed. Um, Max, would you rather never eat candy again or never play in the snow again? Uh, never eat candy again. I do love the snow. Mm. Mm. Bill, would you rather be one of Santa's workshop elves or a 13-inch walking, talking nutcracker for the rest of your <laughs> He's life? He's already that. For the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I want to be an elf. <laughs> <laughs> On a shelf. All right. Chelsea, would you rather live live in a giant gingerbread mansion or build a giant this gingerbread mansion? This is so mansion? close to my last question. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar. Wild. But it's and funny because so last time you said you it? didn't want to live in a gingerbread mansion. You either live in it or you build it. Well, I built two gingerbread reindeer this year. So I'm going to go wow. build the gingerbread house. That's so festive. Wow. I know you can come look at them later. They're very cute. Huh. Would I rather my hair always smell like turkey or chimney <laughs> smoke? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> turkey or what? Chimney smoke. Chimney this smoke. This is cooked turkey, I think we have to assume. Yeah. I hope so. I think <laughs> <laughs> rancid turkey. Or I'm wild turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Smell like an animal. I'm gonna say turkey. Yeah. I'm gonna say turkey. Uh, Dan, would you rather be arrested for impersonating Santa Claus? <laughs> That already happened. I oh, want sure. that one. That was last week. Is that a, is that a crime? Wow. <laughs> or for Maybe. stealing presents? <laughs> probably impersonating Santa Claus. He's probably I don't know what the crime the is in that. <laughs> I'm Maybe confused as to why impersonating I'm a police officer that looked like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! That would, Max, would you rather eat a Christmas dinner that's completely covered in cranberry sauce or gravy? Ooh. Gravy, obviously. Ooh. If you ask Chris that question, obviously. he'd say cranberry sauce. He hates gravy. Yeah. Wow. 
Do you I'm, also hate gravy bill, or do you just really? No, like I like sauce? it. But boy, cranberry, cranberry sauce, sauce is bomb. It's a treat. It's only good a couple times a year. It is good. I would choose gravy every other day. Bill, would you rather never have hot chocolate again, or never watch a Christmas movie ever again? Gosh. I guess I'll have to live without the hot chocolate and just drink hot cider. <laughs> good, it's a good sub. It sure is. Hot cider is super good. It's hot I agree. Su- uh, go on. Chelsea, would you rather... Eh, that's kind of a dumb question. Would you rather have elf ears or Santa's white beard forever? Definitely the ears because I'm already dealing with a beard. Y'all, let's be real. That's just like last year. Just a few. I mean, last week hairs. when it was about the antlers and the beard. <laughs> Oh, because we were on BuzzFeed Mujer. Also, as a lady with a beard. <laughs> lady with a beard. That's not, not great. Um, would I rather sit in a tub of hot chocolate for six hours <laughs> or try to stuff 100 marshmallows in my mouth? Ooh. Chubby bunny. That might kill Chubby you. Bunny. Well, it doesn't say I have to succeed at stuffing the 100 marshmallows in my you mouth. You could choke. I can just try. Are there um, places that you go and have like a hot bath of coffee and it's supposed to be good for your skin? So maybe hot chocolate. Whoa. Hot chocolate would be very I don't even know sticky. what that would be yeah. like. How oh, hot is that hot chocolate? <laughs> it's like 150 degrees and yeah, I'm doing it. Are you boiling? <laughs> for six hours. I think I'll go with the marshmallows. Like, yeah. It doesn't say I have to succeed. It just says I have to try. So. My brother used to tell me that if you stayed in a hot tub too long, you would boil your insides. And to this day, I don't know if it's true, but I still get nervous when I'm in hot tubs for more than like 10 minutes. Your insides are already boiled. <laughs> He's boiled. like boiled dinner. Hard boiled. Get ready for <laughs> All right. Patty's day. Lightning. What? How many oh. of these do we have? Oh my, oh, it's so There's many potential options. All right. Um, Let's do lightning round. Lightning round. We only have 10 minutes. <laughs> True. Um, Dan, would you rather star in the world's worst Christmas movie or dress as Mrs. Claus for a year? Star in the world's worst Christmas movie. Aww, we're missing out. It'll probably be like a cult classic. People will probably watch it all the time. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it true. It's the world's worst, so you have to. Um, it's true. Max, would you rather only be able to speak in Christmas song lyrics or only be able to speak in Christmas movie quotes? Christmas movie quotes. I I feel like you'll you shoot your eye that. out. I'll shoot my eye out. You will. <laughs> um, Bill, would you rather have holiday decorations up all year or never be able to put them up again? <gasps> Oh, you never put him up again. Pretty oh, oh, <laughs> sad. <laughs> Which one did you want, Chelsea? All year. <laughs> I'm ready for my question, Scott. All right. Chelsea, would you rather shop for 2,000 gifts or wrap 2,000 gifts? Whoa. Shop for them. I already wrap all the gifts Amazon. in our Go on Amazon, games, hit quantity 2,000. <laughs> Easy. Enjoy your phone charge cables, everyone. <laughs> uh, 2,000 closest and friends. would I rather have Santa... Mm, you don't like all right. that. It's not, it's not inappropriate. Maybe it is. <laughs> it's not. You should read it now. It's not inappropriate. Okay. Um, have Santa Claus sneeze in your face or have a reindeer poop in your shoes? <laughs> oh. Um... In this takes day on a whole new meaning. Go the poop. True. True. Well, what are the odds that Santa's been exposed to COVID? It's like, uh, I guess he's been pretty in good. everyone's house. He's been to everyone's yeah. house. He's eaten a lot of cookies and milk that people have left out. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, not though, yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not he's in, still safe. Exactly. Maybe I should sneeze in. Oh, actually, he's been isolated since However, last year. However, what about the elves? But the but COVID's been around since 2019. True. true. Maybe he was in everyone's homes at the end of last year. True. He was. But if he had it, he's already had it. Well, here. I guess if you wait. Do I have to then put my feet into the shoes? Is Santa it the super spray? So I'll go with reindeer poop. Just <laughs> throw away the shoes. For a after. couple of reasons. There it they is. They don't eat meat, you don't need so to that worry helps. About why. They probably eat candy canes. <laughs> candy cane sandwich. Uh, candy, sandwiches, yeah. candy cane sandwiches. Uh, Bill, you finished reading Tolstoy's Anna de, Karenina. Anna Karenina. De Armas. Uh, would you please tell us about, about how it The ended? ending. For All Bill's right. book reviews, tell we got a couple. Well, I don't want to ruin week. the ending because... That's what draws you to the end of the book, mm. but to the end of the I, I do want to say I was very satisfied. I, I thought, is this going to be one of these Russian novels where nothing's resolved and you've just oh. spent three weeks plowing through this baby? Mm-hmm. But it's a truly Christ-focused novel in various parts. Mm-hmm. I was really appreciative of that. Wow. Uh, Tolstoy. You can tell there's a little bit of autobiography in this because mm-hmm. he starts talking about trying to find meaning in life. And I remember from watching an Alpha video, Nicky Gumbel quotes Tolstoy saying, well, I think the meaning of life could be that one atom slams into another and another and there's this chain reaction. And then, But he didn't find that answer very satisfying. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he goes into that in this book. And I think, huh. Mm-hmm. So I, I loved it. I loved it, particularly how it ended. Wow. Cool. 
cool. So it's not just like at the beginning, it's not just 400 pages in, like it's actually throughout the whole book. It like takes it. about page 250, 300 before you realize, oh, there's a Christian motif in here. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, then it keeps coming up. With, but also the evil of life is very strong in this book too. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I really recommend it. Nice. Cool. And then Dan, you said you also had a book that you wanted to yeah. talk about. I'm just finishing up a book called Henry Knox's The Noble Train, which to our Massachusetts folk here, I don't know <laughs> if you ever heard of Henry Knox and The Noble Train, but it was in the Revolutionary War. This guy named Henry Knox, who was a bookseller in Boston, huh. was friends with George Washington. Hmm. He taught himself everything he knew about artillery from owning a bookstore and reading books and went from Boston to Fort Ticonderoga in upstate New York, brought cannons back so we could drive the British out of Boston. Wow. Wow. Because they were mm. there was like a siege going on and we couldn't we had no weapons. The army was like falling apart. People were not reenlisting in the Continental Army to serve and mm. liberate the country. And we put them on a place called Dorchester Heights and mm. surprised the British. Dorchester. Put them up overnight. And but they had to travel like three hundred miles back from New York with no roads, no nothing. Mm. It was wow. like an incredible story of determination. Wow. If that hadn't happened with America probably wouldn't have become a nation. Wow. How many cannons did he bring back? 140,000 pounds or something like that. Of two. Which is like two. <laughs> no, a whole bunch. A whole bunch. A bunch of them wow. didn't work. It. They were all rusted out, but wow. they had to like That's cross a, a bunch of rivers and cross the Berkshire Mountains wow. with no Man, roads. if you've been out there, that, that's a feat. With just oxen <laughs> and in the middle of winter. That's dedication. It's a good thing that's it was awesome. winter because I'm thinking, how yeah. are these things not sinking in the ground? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it, I guess that's how. It was wow. a turning point. And we drove the British out of Boston. Uh -huh. so, hey. Go, Scott. Go, Chelsea. Go, yeah. yeah, you guys did it. We you did, did it. it. We did Man. it. No, it was <laughs> just a great inspirational tale. What made you want to read that book in particular? I love history. Hmm. I was, cool. saw the book at the library and like, this is, this is interesting. And it, it really was. I had no idea who. And Knoxville, Tennessee, and all these places are named after yeah. Henry Knox. And I didn't know anything about him. Huh. Oh. Very cool. Cool. This poor guy died when he swallowed a chicken bone and oh, caused an infection at age 53. Oh. It, was, it was very inspirational, just determination, perseverance in the face mm -hmm. of yeah. great odds. Wow. Because, I mean, we cool. drive that distance in a car in a couple hours. Sure. Maybe yeah. from Boston to upstate New York in like sure. maybe six hours. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it took, the, it took him months to get back. Jeez. Mm. Crazy. Did he wow. leave? Like, when he left, was Boston under siege? Or yes. Was it, uh, they were battling that whole time. That's wild. It was like this standoff, and the British didn't think we were going to do anything because no one fought in the winter in those days. Just kind of took it easy until the spring. Oh, interesting. So they didn't think we were going to do anything. So they were like, oh, we're just going to hang out in Boston. and That's how we do in Boston. We scrappy. Well, let's get into Sermon Roundup. Yeah! For Sermon Roundup this week, brought to you by the Christmas Eve service. Scott, tell us all about it. So the Christmas Eve service this year, we will have one. Um, I'm pretty sure that nothing's going to stop that from happening. I think. <laughs> Jesus Christ returns <laughs> before crossed. them. And uh, I don't remember if any of the details were announced this past weekend, but we're going to have uh, two. We're going to have one at 6 p.m. and one at 7 p.m. No 11 p.m. Uh, Christmas Eve service this year because of the noise ordinance, because our Christmas Eve service will be outside. Um, that, of course, is for everyone's safety. Um, and so it'll be, I think it's going to be a pretty cool night. Uh, you'll come in your car. There are going to be a couple sort of Christmassy stations for you to drive past, and there's going to be a, a media element for you to listen to and watch uh, in your car that will talk about the station and what Jesus did. And then and you'll pull into your parking spot, tune into FM 88.3. As always, we'll have uh, some nice sacred Christmas music playing mm -hmm. uh, until everyone's finished. And then uh, Pastor David will give a, a brief... Uh, five, ten minute or so kind of meditation, um, and then we'll... Uh, oh, I just remembered. This is a new development as of yesterday. Bring B-Y-O-C-A-S-O-F. Bring your own candle and source of fire. <laughs> uh, we will have um, electric candles that we'll be handing out, um, but we won't have enough for like every individual person. Um, we'll probably do like one a car, basically. Bring your Yankee um, So bring candles. They can be mm. they can be real candles or, or electric candles. If they are real candles, bring a lighter or a tor uh, matches or whatever. Sure. Uh, at the end of the service, like we always do, uh, we will sing a silent night, and awesome. we'll have everyone get out of their cars and light their candle or turn <gasps> on their candle. So and, cool. And we'll be you know all throughout the parking lot with their candles and singing silent night. I think it'll be pretty cool. Oh, so awesome. definitely come 6 p.m., 7 p.m. There will also be an online. Uh, Christmas Eve offering as well for those of you who aren't able to make it. Mm. 
That sounds great. I'm sad I'm not going to be here. We use our cell phone flashlight. That's what I yeah. was wondering. There's a cell well, phone very candle app, I think. Oh, there you go. I remember I'm watching sure a picture of a whole like, a stadium doing that. You should just bring real candles. It's. I mean, we're outside for goodness sake. Inside, you can understand. Plus Fire like marshal might rating. be mad. You can see those from behind, <laughs> too. So the people True. behind you can see your yeah. candle. Yeah. Right. True. True. That's a good point. Yeah. Anyways. Well, uh, instead of Sermon Roundup this week, uh, it's time for the... You're such a tease. Dan, do you want to take your, your yeehaw back again? My who, what? Do you want to take your yeehaw back again? Thank you. <laughs> uh, instead of Sermon Roundup this week, it's time for the return of a segment we like to call What? Aliens? <laughs> This week, a former Israeli space security chief, this was like yesterday, as former Israeli space security chief has sent eyebrows shooting heavenward by saying that earthlings have been in contact with extraterrestrials from a galactic federation. <laughs> was it the so, United Federation of how Planets? How many drugs is he? Uh, he said that cooperation agreements have been signed between species, including an <laughs> underground base in the depths of Mars, where an American astronaut and alien representatives have met in the past. The man added that Donald Trump, the president, was aware of the extraterrestrial's existence and has been, quote, on the verge of revealing information, but was asked by the aliens not to in order mm. to prevent mass hysteria. I'm glad we're talking about mental health today. There are, <laughs> there are many reasons to believe that this man is lying uh, to, to sell more copies of his book, which happens to come out in a week. Oh. Um, Convenient. Uh, if, uh, but, I mean, it is the Israeli space security chief. My question, if aliens are real... How does our theology adapt? If aliens are real, is there room in the Bible for sentient beings to come to us from another planet? Many years ago, Billy Graham just threw out a line one time saying, there could be beings from other planets. And people were all right with that, probably because it was Billy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Something I, I'm curious about is, if it's a sentient species, did Jesus have to come and die for them? For them. Yeah. Well, mm. that's an interesting thought. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm like, God, what we know of God is that he he's not, his goal is not to confuse. Um, you know, he illuminates, he brings truth. And yeah. it's not something that's articulated in scripture. So it's hard to imagine it as a reality. But also we know that God is 100% consistent so if for some reason this was the case, that God's character would be exactly the same in the context of of those beings as he is with us. Mm -hmm. So whether or not they're made in the image of God, it would be the question, I think, in my mind, because they could be sentient but they in some capacity but not be image bearers in the same way. So maybe there's still a uniqueness mm. of, of us here. I don't know. I think yeah. in the midst of it, I don't have a, a really great answer other than like God is who he is and... He's consistently himself. And so if that were the case, it wouldn't rock my world. I would just be like, well, that's interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. But it's hard for me to imagine that that would be, that would be true. But who knows? Mm. I agree with it, Chelsea. I remember seeing the statistics of how infinitesimal the chances are mm -hmm. that this earth could mm -hmm. be in existence. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if it's a being that has some similarity with us, I, I just don't even see it being mathematically possible. Mm. And I think to that point, like, I don't believe that this is true, but if there is sentient aliens out there similar to us from a statistical and, and mathematical perspective, it's like, well, God is just that much more like in proof. I think like mm -hmm. the, the odds of us existing are so, so small. Right. The odds of, of something similar existing mm -hmm. based off of non divinely guided evolution like not a chance right. like are you serious sure. hmm. like that just seems ludicrous so actually to believe in aliens from like an evolutionary perspective is kind of like you're starting to put yourself into a corner especially if there's multiple planets then it's really like statistically like okay something beyond just hmm. random chance hmm. caused this to happen sure which is not something i've ever thought before and then it's heard, interesting to think about i've heard that argument before of you know well then we could have some life form is like seeding planets, right? And putting life on them. And I think the counter argument to that was like, okay, so you'll believe in like a super being that versus God creating yeah. things, but like you won't believe in God. And I yeah. think that's, I think that's true. I think that's a good mm -hmm. counter argument. Dan, do you believe in aliens? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Bloomingdale Church. Based on what I know right now, no. 43. <laughs> Based on what I know right now and information I have, no. Sure. Yeah. But it, like, 
I don't think it would rock my world completely or my faith in Christ if all of a sudden we found out some kind of news one day hmm. right. and during my lifetime. Why not? Mm-hmm. I think it would give me more, maybe even increase my faith in the creativity of God. That mm-hmm. He not only created these the things that we can see, but the things we don't see and sure. mm-hmm. other life. I think it's astounding. It would be astounding. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, Jesus still came and died for me. And that's what matters the most. Sure. Yeah. This won't happen, but if the aliens did show up and they were like, have you heard of Jesus? <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, but moreover, if, if this man is telling the truth and we've been in contact with aliens for like 30 years, I want to follow uh, one thread that, that Dan mentioned of, you know, did Jesus Christ die for alien beings? Um, which is not a question that we can necessarily answer, but I'd no. like to try and look at, you know, the 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 image of God as Chelsea brought up and sort of the uniqueness of of humanity is it conceivable that we're in like imagining which is very unlikely and very preposterous that we are in contact with a galactic federation of alien beings and I can't believe I've just said that out loud on episode <laughs> 43 of the Blooming Dots it's called the galactic empire welcome to the final episode <laughs> of the Blooming Dots podcast um Darth Vader's the head. Are we in like the next, it's like, it's like the next order of magnitude of you've got Jews and Gentiles. Pastor Bill's doing a creepy breathing. It's going to ruin the whole audio. brought up aliens. I know, I know. Without any warning. I know. Well, it happened last night. I didn't have time. Without any warning. I warned you a couple weeks ago. Chelsea could back me up. Yeah. So you take Jews and Gentiles. You take and humans and aliens. Third category. Are humans you Jews and Gentiles and aliens? <laughs> are humans to aliens what Jews are to Gentiles? Well, the Bible does say to take care of the alien among them. That's you. what I'm <laughs> saying. It was preparing us all this time. <laughs> <laughs> does the Israeli spaceman? Is it, is it out of the question that Jesus died for space aliens? I don't think Jesus, in his coming to this planet, died for space aliens. Cool. Because we don't know anything about these hypothetical um, extraterrestrial beings. Correct. Like Chelsea said, they could be like, I mean, apparently there is a galactic federation, so they're they're pretty smart. <laughs> so there's um, at least a couple. And we also know that angels are pretty uh, seemingly intelligent and, and they don't, we're not, we're, at least we're not told that they're created in the image of God. So yeah, like, right. it could be that these beings, Maybe I'm just going to speak as though they exist and, sure. and understand. Well, I think we have to understand that that's not actually conversation. what I believe. That's exactly right. Um, you know, it could be that they are very intelligent and, and advanced and sentient, but not creating the image of God. Or they could also be creating the image of God mm-hmm. in a different. You know, if if our image bearing is like our eternal soul, which is one thing that I've heard is a possible explanation, then they could also have that. All that to say, we don't know what happened on their planet. Mm-hmm. Maybe they never fell. Maybe they did fall and Jesus came to save them. But in my mind, Jesus coming to our world to die for them doesn't make any sense because mm-hmm. why would they have heard about it? Mm. That's a really good point. Was he incarnated on their planet? Yeah, like he, he could have been. Can he but be? it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me that so. Jesus would have died here for them. Because like such an important part of Jesus dying was yeah. that like we know yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. True. Can you imagine if they've traveled the stars to find the planet that Jesus Christ was born on? That'd be, that'd We've be been following that'd the star. <laughs> They're the wise men. Merry that'd Christmas, everyone. Uh, let's get into topic of the week. Topic yeah, of the week this that. week is brought to you by the Just BC, the Galactic Empire. Uh, the topic of the week. Is brought to you by Zordnod's Learning Center. <laughs> hey, you! Do you and your tentacles have trouble keeping up with your children and your, your learning? I should have written the whole thing about that. That would be amazing. Really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Are you helping your children with e-learning? The Bloomingdale Church Zordnod's Learning Center is here for you. The ZLC is equipped with two certified teachers helping children stay on track with their classroom learning while maintaining proper social distancing. The BC Learning Center, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. To learn more, visit bloomingdalechurch.org slash learning center. At the Bloomingdale Learning Center, your child's schoolwork is done before they get home. For Topic of the Week this week, it is officially the holidays. Christmas is only two weeks away. Everyone stop looking at my notes. <laughs> Christmas is only two weeks away. Uh, and with the celebrations often comes disappointment uh, or, or struggle or pain. Um, in a 2014 study by NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, 64% of people with 
mental illness said that the holidays make their conditions worse and that the holiday blues, so quote, um, often affects many people who consider themselves to be mentally healthy mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I wanted to ask, have you guys experienced sort of the holiday blues? It, it's often characterized as, as uh, something akin to depression, um, but really dealing a lot with, you know, added stress, but also, you know, uh, unreasonable expectations or, you know, a lot of loneliness for people as well at this time of year. That's all about family. That's all about relationships for people who, who for geographical reasons or personal reasons or, or no reason at all, um, struggle to maintain relationships. Um, it can be a very lonely time. Has that been a struggle for any of you or for anyone that you guys are, are close with over the, over the years? Well, I enjoy Christmas a great deal, but when I was in Long Grove, I dreaded the week between Christmas and New Year's because people, thankfully, they weren't successful, but they would commit suicide. Mm. So that really is so trying. And you've got your family there, and you're having a good time, and it's like, oh, i got to go to so-and-so's house because Mm. they swallowed a bunch of pills. Sure. They're in the hospital now. Mm. So that, thankfully, hasn't happened the whole time I've been here in Bloomingdale. Mm. Boy, that really colored things for me as a young man mm. for for that one week. Sure. The person I'm thinking of right now who swallowed all the pills, that just turned out to be a bad episode for a short while. It wasn't like she was mm. chronically mm. depressed. And then the other things that were difficult at that time were, were probably more of the holiday blues matter where mm. they are depressed, they're kind of overcrowded, they're disappointed. They have a fight within the family. I think Christmas just was a tipping point for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point, Bill, that um, it can be that the holidays are a trigger um, for people who might not be dealing with um, mental illness or mental health challenges on uh, sort of the regular. Um, but uh, it's really interesting to see the, the different kinds of things that can influence the holiday blues, uh, as it were. Uh, I was doing a little bit of browsing the internet on this particular topic, and um, it talked about things like financial burden, grief, loneliness, illness, um, economic concerns, separation from family members and relationship issues like separation or divorce. It's also a time of year where people are sort of examining their accomplishments and so to answer your question, mm-hmm. Max, um, looking back on the year and saying, okay, did I, you know, taking that like measure of accomplishments, um, the holidays can be really hard. I think for me in college, um, being very single and not wanting to be, the holidays were harder for that to just reflect mm-hmm. on like what I wanted to be the case and like what wasn't, sure. it was more obvious during that season. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I can't say personally that like I've had really um, a miserable experience during the holidays, which is true for a lot of people. It's yeah. certainly not the most wonderful time of the year for a lot of a lot of individuals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in that in that small way, I've experienced a little bit. Uh, so that unmet expectations or you, like you said, disappointment um, can be really a hard thing. It's just more um, spotlighted during mm. the holidays. I think. Mm. Yeah, especially I think. People like to use social media a lot and what they can project that we see might mm. not might be their full reality, but mm-hmm. we see that and we, it's really easy for us to compare mm-hmm. ourselves with them. And really, like Chelsea said, it shines a spotlight on what we don't have mm-hmm. and that we can kind of spiral a bit. I know a lot. some people like that, that the holidays are tough because they'd like to be married. They'd like mm-hmm. life to have worked out differently. Mm-hmm. And then when they see kind of the, the glamorous quote unquote of what other people have, and that kind of like, it makes it extra hard on them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're saying about divorce. I mean, I was talking to my daughter this morning, like in her class, 19 out of the 21 kids, I think have separated parents. Oh or It's wow. something like what she told me. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is, I mean, this has got to be a lot more widespread than we, yeah. than we even mm-hmm. think in a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. And people are really good at putting up a front of like, everything's <laughs> sure. great. Or this, our house is perfectly decorated or mm-hmm. whatever. But underneath there's probably a lot more pain than we realize in a lot of people. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So being being aware for those signs and then being available to help if that's wanted. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk about some of those ways that we that we can help. I mean, you know, uh, 
starting as as broadly as possible, you know, how can we best love people who are in particular pain at this time of year, right? Mm-hmm. How can we um, be, you know, loving friends and, and loving family members and and loving, you know, church family members mm-hmm. to those people right now? I think the first step is awareness. Um, and you guys know I love that word. Um, <laughs> but like pay attention um, because it's really easy. And I know this is true for me. Like I love Christmas. I love the holidays. My family is great. We don't have a lot of dysfunction, which is not true for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I am married. I'm very blessed. And so this time of year is just, I'm like a kid in the candy store. Like I love Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy for me in that kind of giddy excitement to totally miss the signs that like someone around me is struggling or, yeah. um, yeah, you just sort of assume other people have your experience. And so if if it's a positive one, it's really easy to miss. Mm. Um, and so I think, yeah, being aware, um, notice, just notice the people in your life. Um, and if you know of a friend who, for example, is, um, is single and so desperately just desires to be married or mm. a, a couple who, you know, you know, they really want to have kids and they just don't have any and they can't have any or whatever the situation is. There's so many different scenarios that can be um, someone's struggle. Just being there, uh, reach out and be like, hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this I, I know that this can be a hard time of year for people. Like, how are you doing? And if they're like, oh, yeah, we're doing fine. You know, maybe that's true, but <laughs> maybe it's not because um, we can get in sort of this like we should on ourselves. Like Mm. I should be fine. Like I should be happy, especially for believers. Mm. Um, Yeah. I think that's a big one that at this time Mm. of year, like we should be happy because it's remembering that Jesus was born and like, yes, that's true. That does bring us joy, but not always happiness Mm. (laughs) in Mm. the midst of our struggles. Mm. So yeah, I think the first thing is pay attention and uh, reach out. Mm. So I want to hear from other people, but I have some other ideas as well. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, ask questions. That kind of goes along with what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Like, ask, I'd love to ask questions of people and ask questions like, what are you doing for Christmas? Or are you excited for Christmas? And kind of go from there to see kind of what their reaction is or what, what their facial expressions are. <laughs> Harder to tell with a mask, but <laughs> trying the best we can. Yeah. According um, to v- Vanessa, v- Vanessa Van Edwards, you can see a lot in the in eyes. In the eyes. You can so. see people smizing. <laughs> smiling with their eyes. Or the furrowed brow, right? <laughs> Yeah, I see that as just taking an interest mm-hmm. and just making ourselves available to ask. And I think we're all also in this season where we all got this COVID thing in common. And so we can pretty much assume that Christmas is going to look different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there are challenges in that. So in a, in a way, it kind of makes it a little bit easier to know that we're all facing challenges mm-hmm. this season. And invites the conversation, I think, mm-hmm. in a more natural, like, hey, what are you doing for Christmas this year? Like, mm-hmm. it's certainly not going to be what it's been like. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's a good point, Dan. I think hospitality is a big deal. Mm. To say, if you're available, we'd like to have you join us. And it's really added so much to our lives to have people over that are actually a mix. You don't, we, we, we learned you can't simply ask the people who are alone only mm. to the party. Mm. If that's the whole room is nothing but those folks, they don't have a good time. Right. But if you have a mixture, it is a good time for everybody. Mm-hmm. What is a good person to add to the mix? What kind of person? Married people, people with kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just a, just a wide variety of people. Nancy Cal. It, it's, it's really neat <laughs> having kids. Get in there and answer. Yeah. Kids in the room. I remember we had, well, I'm going to miss this. We had Christmas Eve parties for several years in a row. Mm-hmm. And we borrowed somebody's karaoke machine. <laughs> <laughs> Now, here's a mix. Uh, we had one of the families that came over was Curtis, Danielle, and Joe. Mm-hmm. Joe got a hold of that karaoke machine. He wasn't going to let it go. We got to get Joe away from the karaoke machine because we want other people to have a shot at it. That's so funny. But, but it was just so fun having him there. Mm-hmm. You know, Scott and I's first year living in the, the lower gray house, we got invited to a Christmas party. No, that was actually that was in that the apartment. When we that was in the Roach apartment. In the Roach apartment, yeah. Um, we got invited to a Christmas party, and like I didn't really want to go because I was like, you know, my only interaction with this church is I'm like ten minutes late to every service, and Scott <laughs> works there. Um, but true. but um, 
But it was really like we got there and it was it was an amazing mix of people. Because I was like, who goes to the pastor's house on Christmas Eve? Like, um, but my it was lights were out. It was, oh, <laughs> yeah. I discovered that both of my headlights were out on the drive up here, and that was really fun. Uh, but it was <laughs> it was an amazing party, and it was it was really you know heartwarming is a is a really cliched word, but it is uh, it was meaningful, and I think one of the most meaningful things I can I can think of in this is you know uh, I think it's very easy especially for lonely people to just naturally assume that like no one like thinks of them when they're mm-hmm. not in the room mm-hmm. and I think taking any chance you get you know whether it's you know just texting someone like a picture that that's like an inside joke right texting someone a picture that reminds you of them or something letting someone know that hey I am thinking of you yeah. when you're not around yeah mm-hmm. um, I think that is is so powerful mm-hmm. um for sure yeah you i love that you said that um one of the notes i made as as i do when i think about the podcast is I make <laughs> notes, but um being consistent um mm. you know i was thinking specifically about people who might really struggle with like depression yeah. um who who often say no to invitations it can be really easy um for people to stop inviting them because they, they're like well they're just gonna say no mm-hmm. but keep inviting them yeah. keep welcoming Amen. them saying like hey we'd love for you to come you're always welcome and mm-hmm. just keep extending those invitations because that even if they keep saying no <laughs> um it has an impact yeah um and just be patient be yeah. patient with the people in your life if they're not like in the christmas spirit like that's okay. Like, let them be where they're at. Like, their feelings are valid, <laughs> you know? I saw a funny video today that said, why was everyone after Scrooge McDuck to enjoy Christmas? It was okay if you didn't like it. <laughs> exactly. It's true. It's Not Scrooge like, McDuck, Ebenezer Scrooge. Oops. Hey, either Wrong way. show. Probably yeah. both. <laughs> Probably both. Yeah. 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 I think I'm just kind of repeating what Bill and, and Chelsea and I and Max have said, but ah. the thing that... that Repetition is biblical. Not Dan. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Dan, Dan, talking about as Dan and I are co-presidents, I cannot repeat what he said. As it is me speaking it is out of his mouth. <laughs> it is forbidden. <laughs> um, but the thing that came to my mind was just including people. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's... I think I, I obviously am in a very similar boat to Chelsea because we are from the same family. Um, and you both enjoy Christmas because you preached on that. I do. I love Christmas. We love Christmas. And so, you know, <laughs> Leah and I, you know, we're doing lots of fun Christmassy things and we watch Christmas movies and, you know, there's just fun things to do around Christmas. This is obviously a little bit more challenging this year um, than in other years. But, mm. you know, just if, if that's where you're at, if your family has fun Christmas traditions and you like doing Christmassy things, just reaching out to the people that you know are alone and just mm. saying like, Hey, do you want to come over and watch this movie with us? We love watching Christmas movies together and, or Hey, do you want to come over and bake cookies with us? And you know, there's, or go look at lights together. Like there's so many really simple things that you're probably doing anyway mm-hmm. with your family mm-hmm. and just like include someone else in it. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. why yeah. not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So one Christmas, I remember we invited a lady, Oh, Hildegard. Whoa. Is that her first name? Hildegard, Hildegard was her first name. And <laughs> wow. she's with the Lord today. I mean, this, this happened a long time ago. And what made it neat was Hildegard was probably in her early 80s. And so she came to our home. Of course, she can't drive at night. So she did one, one thing I'll never forget. She made something from Germany called Stolen. Stolen. Oh, Oh, I have some in my fridge. Hers is the best I've ever had. It was all cream filled. Oh, golly. I hope she eventually paid for it. What's that? I hope she eventually paid for it if it was stolen. Stolen. (laughs) It's very hard to make. Oh, it must be. So anyway, she brought that as like her thing to the party and Uh, we're eating this. It's just fabulous. So party breaks up. People are going home. Week or two goes. No, more than that. Six months go by. And we're all in church, out in the lobby, and my son Joel's there with us, and, and Hildegard comes up and gives him a kiss on the cheek. We're thinking, what the heck is going on? <laughs> How does she even know him? And Nancy says, he, he's the one that drove her home that Christmas Eve night. Oh. oh. So there's all these cool things, yeah. great memories that yeah. just happen spontaneously because you you have somebody who's pretty much alone mm. it meant a lot to her but it, it ended up probably meaning more to us mm-hmm. that's really cool yeah completely. i remember having a new year's eve party with you and nancy and a bunch of other people in my basement oh. <laughs> that was, sounds like a, was a really long time, time ago yeah 
Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> um, we often do stuff like this, but I want to, you know, if you can leave a message for somebody, you know, it's two weeks till Christmas, 50% of our listener base is two weeks behind. So... <laughs> Statistically so speaking, in Christmas mid-January. Day. Statistically speaking, yeah, a, really a couple mean? dozen people are going to listen to this on Christmas Day with their families <laughs> gathered around. Um, but it's their Christmas around present. the radio, around the radio, <laughs> listening to the president. Um, if you let's leave a message, let's give some words of encouragement. Let's speak the truth to people who are feeling lonely, who are feeling down um, at this time of year. Um, if you could say something. You know, uh, right now, like, what would you say? I'm sorry that you're feeling alone. And I wish that you weren't. I know it sounds maybe sounds cheesy, but Jesus has not forgotten about you. He's mm-hmm. with you, mm-hmm. and your church family really loves and cares for you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, Christmas is uh, a wonderful time, uh, not because of of uh, being with family or exchanging gifts or or any of the fun traditions, those are all really great things, but it's a wonderful time because uh, it's when we remember that Jesus Christ came into the world. And whether you have a beautiful family-filled Christmas or you're alone and sad, Jesus came for you. And um, and in coming, he created a family that you as a believer have, uh, the church family, like Dan was saying, that uh, if they're worth their salt, will love and, and care for you. Um, and a time is coming when, when we're promised that God will wipe away every tear and there'll be no more crying or mourning. And so even if, even if every Christmas is hard for your entire life, um, these troubles are light and momentary compared to the weight of glory that has been made available to you because of what Jesus did when he was born into this world. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that I would want to say to someone who's feeling alone or invisible, um, Jesus is crazy about you and you are always on his mind and he is interceding for you to the father mm-hmm. and he sees you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can say all these things like we're here for you. There's a place for you here. And those things are true, but we're, we're limited. Um, but Jesus isn't. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. he sees your hurt and he understands in a way that mm-hmm. um, is so unique to our savior because he mm-hmm. dealt with suffering. Mm-hmm. He suffered profoundly. And so he is so intimately acquainted with your pain um, and take comfort in the fact that he knows and he sees you and he loves you deeply. Mm. I guess I'm not as spiritual as you guys. My, <laughs> my, my response would be to say something to them that I appreciate about them as a person. Mm. Yeah. And then to tell them I need a hug. <laughs> this is a short exchange. Yeah. I mean, Yes, I would like to have them come over for the party, but this year is it's we're yeah. not in a position to invite them over for a party. Yeah, sure. Completely. But the hug is like, hey, I'm not afraid of getting COVID from you. Just <laughs> give me a hug. Um, Bill's giving free hugs, everybody. That's true. And I didn't say they were free. Our, <laughs> Fair. I, I need a hug. Get your wallet. That'll be five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. you know what? Christmas. People have gone a long time without being touched. It's yeah. hugely yeah. important. And that's I that's think true. that's why you see people walking up to me and <laughs> wanting to shake my hand or hug. Yeah. Because maybe they've gone two, three, four weeks. Nobody's even given them a little pat on the back. Mm. Yeah. You, we really require yeah. affection. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I've had some people come up and give me elbow bumps, and they're like, I'm sorry, I have to hug you. It's not good enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Listeners, if you would like to be part of the show, you can send questions, would you rather, trivia quizzes. Candy cane sandwiches. And candy cane sandwiches. And your invoice for Bill's hugs to podcast <laughs> at bloomingdalechurch.org. Next week is our Christmas special. Ooh, are those you going to dress Fleming's, Fleming's trivia quizzes. Oh, so I read Beth, I hope you had mercy on us. Oh, oh she oh, didn't. I read brutal. through them. They're oh, amazing. She's brutal. Maybe oh, Dr. Mydelnik could get a couple of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> for our closing segment this week it's time for bets last bets. week we held our in-person service at 8 30 with the stipulation that everyone had better clear out as soon as it was over and i made a very nice statement at the end of the service reminding everyone of the rules i'd never given a benediction before i feel very official now 
<laughs> Your new nickname is Benedict. And we asked how many people would still be, you are on dad joke heaven mm. right now. <laughs> uh, as always. As always. As always. Dad joke heaven. Oh, I love it. And we asked that how many life. people would still be in the sanctuary or in the lobby immediately in front of the sanctuary four and a half minutes after the end of the Ooh. service. I said nine. Bill said seven. Scott said 13. Dan said 13 people would be left. There were that's because we're co-presidents. There were right. a total of 14 people standing in the lobby <laughs> right in front of the sanctuary doors and in the sanctuary itself. Uh, so that means uh, Dan and Scott wins. Also, <laughs> shame on you. 14 out of 35. That's yeah, right. That's Almost saying. half. That's right. <laughs> Shame. I'm not going to tell you shame on you, but I already have. So shame on you. Uh, I don't have jelly beans for you guys. Boo, shame I, on you. I, I gave, I finally paid Sean Mitchell well, okay. his, his jelly, jelly beans. beans that he's been owed for months because yeah. I've been in quarantine. You have for uh, months. And as yeah. per my parole, I can only buy one bag of jelly beans per week. Uh, this week. Is I, there a future prize coming? Is that the yes. Problem, the okay. Budgetary yeah, problems sure. with the, the podcast? That is, I finished my notes. You uh, didn't have time, Right though. around the time that we started recording. And then <laughs> the we had to re-record. <laughs> um, this week, uh, Scott, do we still have our children's choir this week? Uh, yes, we at least have Daniel Riemann Schneider's children's oh choir. Goodness. All right, this week uh, for our service, Daniel Riemann Schneider. Yeah, Morgan said he's she hasn't received any, but Daniel said he had his kids oh, no. singing. So it might be Morgan just today. the Riemlets. Um, our our uh, our very own we'll Daniel Riemann Schneider will be uh, preaching, and possibly his children alone will be doing a children's choir for uh, the special music of our service. My question to you: I'd be happy with that. How many? We don't know how many. How many children were asked? Do you know, Scott? <laughs> Infinite no children. Out of infinite children, how many will be wearing sweaters in the videos they send in to be part of the children's choir? You do realize I can at we least put my a, daughter in a sweater. Well, we should do it because she's going to record hers. What percentage? Yeah. Wouldn't that be a little more interesting? Mm. We haven't done that kind of thing before. I'm in for percentages. That's fine. I, oh, can I just I vote out loud? Right. No. no. You have to no, write it down so there's the rules. Oh, gosh. Because I don't uh, trust you. Uh, Okay. So what percentage of the what? children? All right, I like this. What percentage of the uh -huh. children in the children's choir? Bill does not like his answer. Uh, <laughs> like will be in in uh, in sweaters in the mm. video. Mm. Um, now define sweater, please. All right, it's got to be knit. Okay. It's so got, it doesn't have to be Christmas. It doesn't have to be Christmas. Does it have to be ugly? It has to have a visible. <laughs> it doesn't have to be ugly. Okay. Red and or there's green? There's no bonus percentage if it is. Um, no. Okay. And uh, is there any other way to define a sweater? I mean, I don't know. Long it shouldn't have a zipper. It shouldn't. It, if it has a zipper, it could be like a quarter zip. It cannot fully unzip. Okay. That's a hoodie. So it's a pullover. No, that's not a hoodie. No, sometimes they're not. I have. <laughs> I'm you can have a full like zip sweater. You're 100% right. A I don't know why I said that. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. As soon as I had my mouth, I was like, no, that's not true at all. Um, yeah, it can be. A, it should be a pullover. A pullover. It should be. I a think a traditional sweater. Christmas sweater is a pullover. Oh, I think, man, that changes things. All right, well. <laughs> kids don't have pullovers. I mean, oh, I was thinking I was thinking all kids only have pullovers. My it's only memories of sweaters off. as a child is like the really like, oh, I feel so cramped and claustrophobic trying to pull this sweater over. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. 7%. That's why parents put pullovers on their kids. <laughs> you said it just costs 7%. I lowered my answer by 7%. <laughs> Chelsea, what are you saying? I said 50%. 50 if Bill's 7%. I, no, no, I'm at 60. 60% is my answer. But okay. I, I was at 67. Bill's at 60%. That's amazing. I'm at Formerly 60%. 67. You're at 50? 50%. I just want to say, say that, that Bill, I hope Bill is exactly on, that his 7% change was... Is, that was <laughs> the money spot. We're going to need... We're gonna I need, said 40%. We're going to need at least five kids for 60% to That's be spot on. True. Um, Dan. 21%. I said Ooh. 33%. <laughs> you have a pretty good spread. 21%. Well, that's playing, that's playing the, that's playing the high-low game. He's not trying to hit it dead on. He's trying to he's trying to split the split the field here. If you if twenty one percent is your attempt to hit it head on, you're a lunatic. <laughs> we will need a hundred children in the choir. Um, Scott, what did you say? I said forty. Forty percent. Perfect. Um, that is all the time that we have this week. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, Thank Max. You, Max. Thank you, Max. Chelsea, take us Bring home. Us home. <laughs>
You, Bill. <laughs> that was the Bill was very enthusiastic. <laughs> You've been listening to the Bloomingdale Church Podcast. Brought to you from Bloomingdale, Illinois, the heart of the nation. Yeah. Oh, well done. Of the Galactic yeah. Federation. Woo. The heart of the Galactic Federation. <laughs> we have to add that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>